This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. God is so awesome. We are, uh, I've been ministering, of course, on the Holy Spirit. And, you know, this is how to be led by the Spirit of God, this series. And I believe that we've been really receiving some good nuggets. How many people have been receiving some good nuggets? And maybe you, if you haven't uh, heard all those messages, you want to go back and listen to some of these messages. Because you know what? I don't know about you. Like I said last week, I don't like to lose. And, uh, and God doesn't want us to lose. Amen? He wants us to win in every area of our lives. Amen? Amen. And, the, and the Bible actually says that God always causes us to be victorious in everything. Do you believe that? And so he wants you to be victorious in everything as long as we're putting uh, God in proper place. Amen. And so uh, today I'm going to talk to you about, uh, you know, it's the fourth installment of how to be led by the Spirit of God. And we're going to talk about how to develop uh, your human spirit. And, uh, you know, we, we are, you know, we talked about this in the series that you are not your body. Amen. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we refer to ourselves as we are our body, but really the real you is your spirit, man. You are a spirit. And when we we die, our, our spirit will depart from our bodies. And the spirit is really the real you. And you're either going to, if you're hooked in with Jesus, you're either going to go up when you die. But if you're not hooked in, don't leave earth without Jesus. And that's all I've got to say. Amen. You're going to drop like a rock. Amen. And, uh, and hell is down and heaven is up. Amen. And so whenever you hooked up with God, you're going to always go up. Amen. Boy, this is a good, this, this crowd is quiet today. <laughs> My God. So anyway, uh, so you're going to always go up with God and always go down with the devil. Isn't that right? And so, and this is interesting because I'm going to teach you, um, actually there's like four rules on developing your, your, your human spirit. And it's interesting to me is that we spend, and you see all these info commercials in building your body. You ever see these commercials, you know, um, and, and they have all these, uh, what, these videos that you can buy um, that can help you build your body up, you know, with, with weights. How many people ever buy one of those videos? Amen. I can see you guys are all buff out here, right? And so, and we spend, and, and, uh, and people spend millions of dollars, uh, American people spend millions of dollars trying to build their bodies up. And then we have, uh, you know, schools and we have libraries, we have universities that really focus on building our minds up. But you know what? We need to really, as Christians, the most important thing we need to build is our spirit man. And, you know, a lot of people are walking around with big bodies, but little spirits. And uh, we need to have big spirits. Amen. And really, it's your spirit that, that can grow. You know, your spirit can grow in Christ. Um, and so, uh, you know, your ability to walk with God can grow. Amen. Hopefully, we're not staying in a baby stage of our walk with God. Some people do, you know, some people are, you know, they stay in a baby stage, but God wants us growing up in him and he wants us, you know, the, the Bible talks about us becoming fully of age and full grown up in God. Amen. And so I'm going to teach you 
this morning some some keys, some rules on how to build your spirit man up. And let's let's look at some of the scriptures that we've been going with on this series. And uh, and so one of the uh, scriptures is that uh, it's in Proverbs 20, verse 27. It's the spirit of man that is the lamp of the Lord searching all the inner depths of his heart. So, uh, you know, it's it's God will uh, communicate uh, with us through our spirits and God is a spirit and we have to learn to develop our spirits to communicate with God. Amen. And so also uh, Romans eight fourteen we looked at and it says this for as many are led by the spirit of God. These are sons of God. So uh, the Holy Spirit leads us and he will lead us and guide us into all truth. God won't manipulate us. He won't push us. He won't pressure us. But he will guide us. The, the, the wrong spirit, the devil, or even our own flesh will put pressure on ourselves to do things. But God doesn't work that way. He leads us into all truth. Amen? Amen. And so uh, I, I really believe that we can be led. Really, God wants to lead us in the smallest areas of our lives. Amen. Do you believe that today? Amen. I believe that God wants to give us, you know, he wants to lead us in getting the best deals. How many people believe that? Amen. Amen. You know, I, I, I believe that. We need, we need to believe for that. Like, this, this is a new jacket I'm wearing today. Amen. How does it look? Nice. Amen. And uh, I got this at almost, man, man, almost uh, a th- uh, one, well, actually two-thirds off. Bought it at Macy's. And you know what? God will always lead you. And I was, I was you know, always looking for some, something nice to wear on Sunday morning. Amen. So I can impress you guys, right? No, not really. But... <laughs> And uh, but this is a jacket for two ninety five. But I felt led to go to Macy's, and um, and I found this jacket. I loved it. Fell in love with it, and got it for eighty bucks. Regularly two ninety five. Tommy Hilfiger. See, God wants to lead you. You know, I, you may say, "Well, that was just a coincidence, Pastor. You just kind of just thought about it." Now, you know, you need. There's no word for coincidence in the Bible. You can't find that in the Greek or the Hebrew, amen. You gotta you gotta start believing that God's leading you. Amen. Amen. And and you gotta have more confidence in God's ability to lead you than your ability to follow. Praise him. You can tweet that. Amen. <laughs> you need to have more confidence in God's ability to lead you than your ability to follow him. He in other words, a lot of times he's leading us unconsciously. You know, and I think if we realize that he was, I think we're, we're led more than we think we are. And I think if we knew that we were being led by the spirit of God more often, we would be very prideful. In other words, oh, God reveals everything to me. And in, our, in other words, if we had if we had a revelation that God was leading us consciously all the time, I think our heads would get too big. We wouldn't be able to fit through the door. So I think that God allows this method to lead us. With, with, with an unconscious leading. Amen? Uh-huh. Praise God. Amen. So I'm going to talk to you today about, you know, some of us are self-conscious. And some of us, you know, are, we're always thinking about ourselves. Amen? And some of us are unconscious, like this morning. <laughs> and, uh, but we need to be God-conscious. Look at your neighbor and say, be God-conscious. Be God-conscious. 
Amen, boy. We got, I got, man, you, you guys are quick. You guys are quick. I'm going to just confess that over you. Amen. And so uh, I believe that we can be led in the smallest details of our life. Amen. And so uh, the Bible, it really is, is the, uh, is the book. It, it is not just a, a normal book. It's not just a book of history. It's not just a historical book, but it, it is a spiritual book. And we have to understand that, that the Bible is more than just giving us knowledge. There, there's power in the Bible. Amen. And so today I want to talk to you about the first rule. And this is such an important rule. And it's um, in, in developing your human spirit. And that rule is to meditate on the Word of God. Amen. And so what is meditation? It's, you know, you know, you hear this a lot in the Eastern cultures where people meditate and they hum, you know, and they and they and they chant to try to get into a place of peace. Yeah, have you ever heard of that? Nirvana, you know, and, and, and they try to get and they try to hum or get into a place where in peace. Well, the blood of Jesus will give you peace. Amen. The word of God will give you peace. Amen. You don't have to do a mantra, but you know, but God's word is powerful. And so meditation in in, in the word of God is taking scriptures of the promises of God's word and reading them out loud over and over again and focusing on them until they become a reality in your hearts. Okay, so so really um, you just don't get it the first time around. Amen. In other words, just reading a scripture and even memorizing a scripture doesn't mean you have it in your heart. You can even memorize, you can have a lot of scriptures in your head, but, but they have to go from your head down into your heart. Amen. Amen. Somebody can hear about Jesus. They can come to church every Sunday and hear about receiving Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But if they don't put faith, mix faith with that word, they won't get saved. Boy, it's quiet in here. In other words, you got to believe. Amen. And then you got to, faith is believing and acting. Yes. So if you don't mix faith, if you don't say, I believe what that pastor is saying. I believe that the Bible, what the Bible is saying. I believe that I got to receive Jesus. If you don't start making some proclamations of faith, then as they say in New York, forget about it. Amen. Forget about it. Amen. And so, and so we have to, we, (laughs) boy, I'm glad you guys are waking up this morning. Amen. And so we have to learn to meditate on the word of God and, and meditating is similar to, to how a cow eats. Anybody ever study cows in here? You just know that I don't know how, how how a brown cow can eat green grass and give white milk. I, I don't get that. But uh, but cows, what they do is uh, you ever heard of that 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 saying that they chew on their cud? Yes. Have you ever heard that? Well, cows, what they do is they eat grass and they they chew it up and then they swallow it and then they regurgitate it back and they chew it back up a little bit more. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Some of you eat like that, but. <laughs> I'm kidding, but uh, some of us, amen. And so, and so what a cow does, he keeps chewing and chewing and chewing. And so what, that's similar what we need to do with the word of God. The word of God is likened to spiritual food, to our 
to our to our spirits. So the word of God is likely that, you know, some people, you know, they just get, you know, they, they, they eat three square meals a day, but they only eat one, you know, cold snack on a Sunday morning. Well, not this. You're going to have a hot meal this morning, but and they expect to grow in Christ. You're not going to grow in Christ just receiving just the word in 30 or 40 minutes on a Sunday morning. You're going to have to get into the word. Amen. I mean, this is this is a springboard. Uh, Sunday morning is a springboard for you get to for you to get into the word of God. It, it should springboard you. It should get you. It should wet, wet your appetite. It should get you in a place where you man, I got to get more word. Amen. I got to get that CD that he's preaching on. I got to listen to it over and over again until I get the truth of God's word. Amen. And so meditating on the word is a key. And so it's, it's, it's focusing again, it's focusing on God's promises and unlocking the mysteries of the blessings of his word. The word will become our default when problems come our way. So in other words, when, when, when life starts squeezing us, instead of yabba dabba do coming out of our mouths, Instead of four-letter words coming out of our mouths, the Word of God should be the default that we go to when pressures of life is coming our way. Amen. Well, a lot of us, what we do is we go to Dr. Phil. Amen? We, 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 we read some books, self-help books, and nothing wrong with those books if they're scripturally based. But, you know, the, the Word of God is the best self-help book that you can get your hands on. Amen. Because it's more than just a book. It's it's spiritual. It's it's um, it's powerful. Amen. And so God's word is super. I'm going to give you some keys to why, you know, we should meditate on the word of God before we really get into it this morning. And uh, uh, God's word is supernatural and it's spirit and life. God's word, number one, God's word is supernatural and spirit and life. In John 6, 63, Jesus says it this way. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So so in other words, Jesus's words are are spirit and life and, and it will it will catapult you in to the life of God. And the life of God is awesome. It's called Zoe, the life of God. Jesus said in John 10, 10, he came to give us life and he gave, came to give it to us, what? More abundantly. And so the, 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 the spirit-filled word of God will, will catapult you into the abundant life that God wants you to have. In other words, so there, there's nothing missing or nothing broken in your life. Amen. Is this helping somebody today? And so God's word, number two, God's word is supernatural, living and powerful. It will reveal truth to our hearts. And um, in Hebrews 4.12, it says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit joints and marrow, and is the discerner and thoughts and the intents of the heart. So the word of God is likened to a scalpel and it will, it can divide and it can divide our emotions, 
from this from what God is trying to tell us. Your your emotions will tell you a lot of things, but the word of God, you know, your emotions can tell you to go hurt somebody, but the word of God will tell you to walk in love. Amen. Amen. And your spirit, the love of God is already shed abroad in your spirit. So if your spirit and the, and the word of God, which is, which is in your mind, is agreeing, then you're going to overrule your emotions. Amen. And then, you know, your intellect, you know, which is the voice of your, your mind or your soul, will you try to intellect, intellectualize it out. And, you know, faith and intellect doesn't mix. And so the word of God will side with the spirit of God and overrule your, your you know, your reasoning. I call it reason. It's not reasonable to, you know, to pay my tithes because I can't make ends meet. No, it may not be me- reasonable, but it makes good faith sense. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because if you're not m- making it now, then you need God's help. And to get God's help, you need to obey his word. Amen. Amen. You need to just get into the word and start obeying it and then allow God to supernaturally bless your life. Amen. And so the word of God is powerful. And what it, what it does is each one of us. Now I'm going off my notes. Each one of us have patterns of thinking. And the Bible talks about these patterns of thinking. You either have right patterns of thinking or wrong patterns of thinking. And it's how we grow up. And it's, it, some of you have been in church before. And some, some uh, preachers have preached traditions. And some of us have a lot of tradition in our thinking. And, uh, and we, you know, we have traditional thinking, which Jesus said, you know, it's the traditions that makes the word of God of none effect. It makes it ineffective. So when I'm preaching to you. If you have traditions that are stronger than the word that's coming out of my mouth, which the word of God is always stronger. If you're if you're locked into to, to tradition, you're going to be locked into that way of thinking, which can keep you bound up. Amen. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? A lot of us don't think we're bound up. A lot of us think, oh, man, we're free. You know, the Pharisees, you know, Jesus said, if you will continue in my word, then you'll know the word and the word will set you free. And the Pharisees says, we haven't been in bondage to anybody. And they're in bondage to the Romans. Right. And a lot of times we don't think we're we're messed up. I'm going to say this to you this morning. You're more messed up than you think you are. It's pride that says, I'm not messed up. I got everything going on, Pastor. No, no, you, 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 you have some issues that need to be cleared up this morning. Amen. And that main issue might be that you don't need any, that you don't have any problems. No, no, there are some issues that we have to get. We got, there's some hurdles. There's some things that we have to, we have to get through. And these are called strongholds. And the devil wants us to have patterns of thinking in our mind that's not congruent to God's word. It doesn't line up with God's word. I like what the Bible says. It says, um, how can two walk together? This is Amos 3, 3, unless they're in agreement. So if, if traditional thinking is causing us to be out of agreement with God's true word, then, then we're not really truly walking with God like we need to. Amen. Does that make sense? Yes. Let me, can I break it down to you? Well, if you if you grew up and maybe your dad or your mom, maybe your dad was abusive in his speech and he said, you're never going to amount to anything. You're always going to be a loser. 
um, words that's spoken over to you over and over again can create a stronghold. And you start believing those words. Amen. And the more it's said over you, the more you believe it. Amen. Amen. And so and so what and the more we think about it, it becomes a stronghold in our lives. Amen. And we and how do we how do we pull these strongholds down? We cast down those imaginations, the Bible says. And we bring every thought to the obedience of Christ. What does that mean? We bring every thought to the obedience of the word of God. In other words, we bring the word into it. Amen. And so and so that is a stronghold. It's a pattern of thinking that we think that's not scriptural. You could be thinking I'm a loser. No, the Bible says you're more than a conqueror. Amen. Where the only way you're going to overcome that type of thinking is to be is to meditate on the word of God until it becomes till the word of God becomes a stronghold. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Until that word becomes so strong in you, it doesn't matter what people are saying to you. The word becomes more real and becomes louder. See, that's how Jesus, Jesus is the word made flesh. We know that. And Jesus, I, I know he meditated on that word. And so when he was in the wilderness and the devil was trying to tempt him in the wilderness to get him to do wrong things in the wilderness, the word, you know, he, Jesus combated the devil with the word of God. In other words, the word came up when the pressure was coming in. Instead of escaping the pressure, he put the pressure on the word. And when, when the pressures of life come into your life, instead of you trying to escape and trying to, you know, and try to go get out of that pressure, you need to put pressure on. In other words, you need to speak the word of God. Amen. The Bible says this way, decree a thing and it will be so. In other words, we need a decree and, and we continue to decree the, 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 the word of God, it will become a stronghold in our lives and it will start working for us. Amen. I want the word to work for me. Yes, Lord, Amen. And so number three, God's word is supernatural. It's, it's, it's indestructible seed that produces eternal life to all that receive and his word endures forever. So, so, so God's word, the word of God is likened to supernatural seed. And of course, Jesus talks about the sower sows the word and the word is likened to seed and he sows it, you know, and, and, and our hearts, Jesus talks about our hearts is likened to soil. And so whatever we plant, we harvest. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So I don't know about you, but I don't want to plant negative thoughts or negative words spoken is being planted into the soil of our hearts. See, some of us think, well, I'm not saying anything bad, so I'm okay. No, if you're thinking bad, it's, it's just as, it, it may not be as powerful, but it's still just as bad. Amen. Because as, as a person thinks in his heart, in Proverbs, so is he. So as you think, what are you thinking on? I'm thinking that I'm, you know, fit and buff. I'm buff. Amen. You know, I'm looking in the mirror sometimes and I'm being a little overweight in some areas. And the first thing is that I want to say out of my mouth, I'm fat. Change the, change the word. Change, get that A out of there and put an I there. You're fit. Start speaking 
the end result what you're believing God for. The Bible actually says that faith works like this. You call those things that be not as though they were. You call into existence what you're believing to happen. If you keep saying what is, then you always have what is. Do you want what is? (laughs) You want what will be. (laughs) I don't want what is. I'm in debt. I'm going to always be in debt. No, you're coming out of debt in Jesus' name. But pastor, I've been saying that, but do you have any scriptures that are helping you with that? Some powerful scriptures that God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus? That I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread? Glory to God. Amen. And so uh, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Hallelujah. Freely give and freely receive. We got to have words of God's scriptures in our hearts. When the pressure comes, we speak the word of God. So God's word is, is supernatural, indestructible seed. Peter puts it this way in in First Peter twenty, uh, chapter one, verse twenty-three: Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed, through the word of God, which lives. And abides forever. So we 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 see that, and then he then Peter goes on to say, the flat uh, the, the the flesh is as grass, and the glory of man as a flower of the grass. The grass withers, and the flat foul, uh, the flower falls away. And then he says, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And so the word of the Lord endures forever. As long as we have that word in us. We're going to endure forever. Amen. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? As long as the seed of the word remains in us, we will endure forever. Amen. It's incorruptible seed. Yes. Nothing wrong with the seed is that we need to plant that seed into our hearts. Amen. And some of us are some of our hearts. uh, We may have, you know, hardened hearts and we need to we need to get our hearts pliable to receive the seed. Sin will harden your heart and it will keep you from receiving. That's why sin is so detrimental to our lives, because it will harden our hearts and it will keep the seed of God's truth from penetrating. And it will keep us boxed in into a life that we don't want to want to live. And sin will will make us think that that we're that sin makes us think that that's who we are. But you're not your sin. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Your sin or your weakness does not define who you are. The word of God defines who you are. And you need to allow the Word of God to, de- to define you. Don't let the devil define you. Don't let other people define you. Don't let your even even your own self that criticizes anybody. Anybody your best. You're your own best critic. Amen. You're always criticizing yourself. Stop it. Don't criticize what God has made. He made you a masterpiece, one of a kind. You are a new creation. You are a king unto the Lord. You are a priest unto the most high God. Amen. You are a royal priesthood. Amen. You need, well, I, I, I'm hoping so, Pastor. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to believe that. 
Well, get into the Word and start meditating on these truths to where it will pull those strongholds of doubt and unbelief out of your minds. Is somebody receiving something this morning? So God's word is supernatural, indestructible seed. I like, I like what it says in Romans 1.16. It says, this is Paul speaking. He says, for I am not ashamed of the good news. This is New Living Translation. Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. The Jew first and also the Gentile. So, so the gospel is, it, it has inerrant power that can catapult you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. The Bible actually says we've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into God's dear son's kingdom of love. Amen. We're in the kingdom of light. You are a child of the most high God. Amen. Say, I'm a child, I'm a child of, the most high God. of the Most High God. Amen. We have to believe that because a lot of times we get saved and we still act like sinners. Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that in a negative sense or we still, let me put it this way, we still believe like sinners. We believe that we're still sort of outside of God and we got to always in prayer be begging God for forgiveness. But no, if God, if, if, if God saved you, he has forgiven you and you have the gift of righteousness and you have the gift of right standing with God by the blood of Jesus and you have the gift of no condemnation Amen. and you have the abundance of grace yes, Lord. Thank you. as it talks about in Romans five. And so and so when we when we mess up, fess up yes. and forget about it. Yes. Amen. Let the blood cleanse you, you and don't remind God about it because he's not reminding you about it. Amen. The only one that's reminding you about your past is the devil and you need to remind him about his future. Yes. And it's bright in a big, in a big fiery pit. So when the devil starts reminding you about your past, you better start reminding him about his future and let him know that, they, that, 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 that he has been stripped of his power from affecting your life because Jesus put him on the run when he went to the cross and he went down to hell and he took the keys of death and hell, uh, the keys of death and hell from him. Amen? Amen. In other words, Jesus holds the keys. Praise God. And Jesus tasted death for each one of us. And I'm going to say this to you today. You should not be afraid of death. And, you know, and I, you know, I preach and I sound so strong up here, but we were flying last night and we're in a small plane. It was some turbulence and I was getting nervous. (laughs) I think, God, I got to fulfill my call, you know. (laughs) You know, I'm preaching up here like I'm a bad somebody, you know, man, this guy is like, man, he's a lion of the tribe of Judah. But I was shaking in my, in my shoes last night. I said, God, I got, I got to meditate on the word of God a little bit more. I was afraid I was going to die last night. I didn't care about my kids. I didn't care about my wife. I was just thinking about myself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I, it was just me, you know. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I'm telling off on myself last night. I said, man, I got to meditate on the Word of God, man. Because it's going up and down. I'm like, woo, 
you know, it was a small plane. And have you ever been in a plane that has, oh, yeah, it's some turbulence. It'll be all right. We're going to be going through a storm. We're going through a storm. <laughs> My God, I didn't even pray this morning. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I'm telling you, man. Glory to God. You'll find out. You know, you, you never find out who you are when everything's going right. You'll find out who you are when the pressure comes on. You'll find out how much word you got when, when, when all hell's being thrown at you. you. You'll find out what kind of faith you got. You, you've got great faith when nothing's happening, when nothing's going wrong. Lose your job. Get no money coming in. And you'll find out how much you really trust God. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? Most of us think, oh, man, I'm a powerful man and woman of God. Because you haven't experienced anything yet. You little baby. Wait until you experience something. Then then, then let me hear you talk. No, you'd be crying like a little baby in a corner. Help me. Sucking your thumb. No, we need to meditate on the Word of God so that we won't become like that. I was like that last night, sucking my thumb in the corner. In that plane. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I got to meditate on the Word of God more. (laughs) I found out some things about myself last night. (laughs) Glory to God. See, listen, I'm going to say this. You can be strong in faith in an area and and be meditating on it, and then you can lose that that stronghold in that area if you stop meditating. Amen. You, listen, you can build your body up. I built, I mean, you can, you, you can lose weight, right? Like my dad, you know, said, I've lost hundreds of pounds during my lifetime. You know, you can lose it and gain it, lose it and gain it, lose it and gain it. You can be a master of losing weight and even a greater master of gaining it. Uh, you can you can body build. I used to be really in shape. I'm almost there right now, but I used to be really in shape. And uh, but you know what? Uh, you can lose it if you stop going to the gym. Amen. Start eating some donuts. Yeah. <laughs> Start sitting around the couch. Become a couch potato. Amen. You can work out. You, you see bodybuilders that are really buff, and then you see them years later, and they like they just what happened? My God. They just went. Down, Amen. And so you got to keep at it. Look at your neighbor and say, keep at it. What do I mean by that? I'm not saying keep at working out. I'm saying keep working the word. Amen. Glory to God. And so God's word is super. Now, this is good. God's word is supernatural. It's likened to medicine. It will heal your bodies. I'm talking about why should we meditate on the word of God? And so in Proverbs 4.22, it says this, for, for God's word is life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. That word, uh, that's life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. That word health, uh, it can be also translated, it's, it's in the Hebrew, can be translated medicine. And so God's word is medicine to you. Now, we had a lady that was in our church. I believe that this church is a supernatural church. We've been see, we've seen miracles all through the years since this church has been established. And we've seen God do miracles. People that were believing for babies uh, couldn't have a baby. They got a baby. Amen. People that were dealing with 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 issues. Um, there was one person that had AIDS that got healed of AIDS. Amen. This is a supernatural church. Amen. If you stick in here, you're going to walk in the supernatural. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. And I don't know about you. I just don't want to live in and, you know, operate in the natural realm. I want the supernatural working for me. Amen. And so we had a lady that was in our church. Her name was Norma Fowler. She went home to be with the Lord, but she was a faithful woman of God, a real prayer warrior. And uh, she went to a doctor one day and the doctor told her that she had cancer. And it was uh, it was so bad. They, they actually operated on her and they, they opened her up and they said it was so bad. They had just closed her up and said, listen, you're not going to make it. You're just, it's just, this cancer is way too far gone. And so she, she, what do you do when that happens? You know, uh, you make a will, I <laughs> know. And, um, you might need to, but if you don't have faith, but, uh, but what she did was she got scriptures and, you know, we have scriptures on the table when you walk in and you may say, what is these scriptures? What's all these scriptures about? Well, it's designed for you to take one and start reading them out loud and meditating on them until they become a part of you. These are scriptures. And you won't see this in most churches. Amen. But you'll see it in Exceed Life Church. Decree a thing and it will be so, right? And so she took scriptures like we have. We have one, we have like three pages of, it's called health scriptures. Health and well-being scriptures, amen? And you can, and you read them out loud and meditate on them. But pastor, that takes work and time. Then die early. Go home early, you know? <laughs> it's going to take time. It's going to take some effort here, you know? Pastor, I want something easy. I just want to just sit here on Sunday morning for 40 minutes and that's it. It's going to take a little more than 40 minutes on Sunday morning. It's going to take 40, more than 40 minutes of working out one day a week to get you where you want to go. And so, and so she took these scriptures and she started meditating on them and she started confessing them every day. And within six months, her cancer went in remission and never came back. Thank you, yes. Thank you, and they said she was going to die. Jesus. No, listen, the, the doctor's report isn't the last report. Amen. Whose report are you going to believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to believe the, 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 the word of God. Yes. And the word of God is supernatural. It, 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 why I'm saying it's supernatural, it will override the natural. Amen. It's supernatural. Amen. It overrides the natural things in our lives. Yes. So, it, so it, it, it's supernatural seed that will produce life in each one of us. Amen. Amen. And so, and so we need to understand that. So again, God's word is likened to, to medicine, praise God. And, um, also his word is supernatural. It contains the power to heal your minds. How many people minds aren't right in here? Don't raise your hand. How many people deal with issues in your mind? Uh, you know, one, one person, Joyce Meyer, wrote a book, The Battlefield of the Mind. I'm telling you, it all takes place between the ears. And I'm telling you, that's where the devil attacks is in your mind. He's a crafty one. And he'll try to get you questioning God. And he'll get you questioning your circumstances. And he'll get you thinking on the wrong things. And he'll get you thinking wrong about people. And he'll get you thinking, and he'll try to get you, he's trying to work on your mind. Amen. And it's, it's supernatural. In, in James 1.21, it says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Now your soul is different than your spirit. Your spirit is already saved. Yes. 
you're saved. But you know, you could go, you could go, go to heaven with a messed up mind. Amen. I want to go with a with a with the mind of Christ. The Bible said, put on the mind of Christ. I want to put, go with, with the mind of Christ. Amen. When I go, I want to have the, the mind of Christ. Well, you can have God thoughts. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts, the Bible says in Isaiah 55. But, you, but, but, but it doesn't say we can't have them. How do you have them? You take his thoughts and you meditate on his thoughts until, the, until his thoughts become your thoughts and you become a godly person. You become like God. You won't be a God, but you'll, you'll, you'll act and respond how God will respond. God is, is slow in anger and abounding in loving kindness and mercy. And that's what I'm looking at you people. You guys are slow in anger. Well, some of you are. But anyway, let me get back. Abounding in loving kindness and tender mercies. The more time you spend with a person, the more you'll become like them. That's why you got to be careful who you hang out with. Because if you hang out with people that aren't for God and they're worldly people, you'll become worldly. If the darkness in them is greater than the light that's in you, you'll become like them. That's why the light has to be greater on you. And when the light is greater, then you can go and minister to them. Amen. Birds of the feather flock together. Chickens hang out together. I'm raising up some eagles here. I'm not saying you're a lone eagle, amen, but glory to God. Lynn Hammond is the wife of Mac Hammond. They have a mega church, um, in, I think in Missouri. And they have a huge church, I think over 10,000 people. And she's, and she's the pastor's wife. Now, when she got saved in her 20s, the enemy started attacking her mind. And she started having thoughts of suicide and depression. And I'm telling you, it, the enemy was constantly talking to her and, and telling her she, she, that she needs to kill herself. And she, you know, the devil talks to people. Amen. And when you got those kind of thoughts going off in your head all the time. And so she went to a doctor and they said she she was dealing with a lot of issues and some medical terms. And she was so bad off. She would have a rubber band every time she thought wrong. She would take a rubber band. She put it on and she was and she would pull it back. She put it on her wrist and smack her wrist just to. And, and one doctor said that was a that was um, what you call shock treatment. You know, they, they I don't know if they still do that in some psychological ward or, or psych, is it psychological wards where where they give uh, the, the patients th- shock therapy to wake them up. My shock therapy to you when you come in for counseling is slap you in the face. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't have a lot of people come to me. Amen. Wake up. No, but it's what, you know, no, I slapped you in the face with the word of God. Amen. So Lynn Hammond, what she did was she took the word of God and she started meditating on it. And pretty soon what happened is those bouts of attacks would lessen and and, and where it would be like six days, you know, seven days a week. It went down to five days. She would have two days where it was easy and peaceful. And then she would have three days and four days was still a fight. And then it went down to where, where six days was peaceful. Maybe that one day would attack. And pretty soon she was walking in the peace of God seven days a week, 365 days a year. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? She got the Word of God. She meditated on the Word of God. She stayed in the Word of God until she was totally delivered from those evil thoughts. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. 
And we need to meditate on that word and put that word in us until we are totally free of what the enemy is trying to do to us. Until we break up those strongholds that are trying to keep us down. Glory to God. Man. Joshua 1 8 is a prescription of success. How many people want to be successful in here? And in Joshua 1 8, it talks about meditating. Joshua was, was a leader that, that uh, came up under Moses. He was an untested leader. And God told him what he needed to do to be successful. And God told him in Joshua 1 8, He said, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. You shall meditate on it just on Sunday mornings for 30 minutes. When the preacher's preaching, no, meditate on it day and night so that you may observe to do according that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Proverbs 18, 21 says it this way. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they who love it shall eat the fruit thereof. In other words, your tongue, there's a miracle in your mouth. And the miracle is the word, of, the supernatural word of God that will change your circumstance. It will change you from you being in poverty to you being in prosperity. It will change from you being sick to you being healed. It will change, you know, you, you, you know, having uh, bad thoughts to having good thoughts. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? The word of God is powerful. I like what it says in, uh, in, Psalms 1, which is one of my favorite psalms, it says it this way. How blessed the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the, in the, in the, stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates. Notice it says that he meditates day and night. And it will be like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season. His leaves does not wither, and whatever he does prospers. So when we start meditating on the Word of God, amen, in other words, it says it this way in the Amplified, and we're just going to focus on this, but His delight and desire are in the law of the Lord, and in His law, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, He habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and night, and He shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its seasons. Its leaves shall not fade and wither, and everything He does does shall prosper and come to maturity. And I'm saying to you today that the first key, and we have three more keys we're going to be going over. I was going to try to do it all today, but but we'd be here to one o'clock. And some of you can't handle it. I can't handle the truth. No, you can handle it, but we can only handle so much. So I'm just giving you this in bite-sized pieces. Amen? So the number one key is to meditate on the Word of God and start doing that and really take the promises of God and whatever weakness that you deal with, focus the promises on that weakness until that weakness leaves your life. Amen? And it's a concentrated effort on the promises of God. And as you meditate on these promises, truth will be downloaded into your hearts and you'll be walking out the Bible.
Amen. Do you believe that this morning? I believe the word of God as it's, it's written in Hebrews. It is sharp. It's, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's, it's dividing. It's revealing truth. It's bringing us out of deception into truth. It's bringing us out of bondage into liberty. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that the word of God can do that? I know you believe it. That's because you're here this morning. You know that it's, it's profitable for you to be a godly person for you to receive the word of God. And I'm telling you, I'm not looking at weaklings this morning. I'm looking at mighty conquerors. You are lions. The the, the righteous are bold as a lion. And I'm telling you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take courage. That was the key for Joshua. God kept saying, only be courageous. It's going to take courage for you to speak the word when everything else is not lining up to the word. It's going to take courage to speak light in dark areas of your life. It's going to take courage. But I'm telling you, when you step out and you do it, just just be courageous. Just do it by faith. You're going to see the blessings and the graces of God, not only in your lives, but in your family, in your friends, and in people all around you. You believe that today? Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you this morning. And Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that your word is powerful. Oh, that your word. Oh, Father, you said in your in your word that you even put your word even above your name. And Father, we thank you that your word, Father, that you watch over your word to perform it, that that your word is powerful and it's impregnated with the power of God. And Father, I just thank you, Lord. Oh, that the word of salvation can catapult us out of darkness into your kingdom. And perhaps you're here today and perhaps you're watching online. Perhaps you're watching by video on, on the computer or on TV. And, and you know that you need some changes in your life. You know you need to get God in your life. And you don't know if you died today, you'd make it to heaven. Well, you can, you can, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, 10, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross and you, and you call out on the name of Jesus, the Bible says you shall be saved. Amen. So say this after me and mean your heart. If you're ready to move forward in God, you're ready to receive salvation. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 